Obviously. On the prompt. I bought, I bought three shirts. I'm going to have my main shirt. I'm going to have a backup that's always connected to that shirt. And then I'm going <laughs> to ship the other one. To, Don't you have uh, an, an off-site place. t-shirt? Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah. He puts it at his nan's house. Welcome to The Prompt, a weekly panel discussion on technology and the culture surrounding Apple and related companies. It is the 14th of May, 2014. Welcome back to the world's greatest podcast. My name is Mike Hurley. I am one of your hosts of said World Creative Podcast, and I am joined, as I always am, by Mr. Stephen Hackett. Hello, Stephen. Hello, Michael. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm very well. And Mr. Federico Fittici. Hi, friends. Hey, buddy. How are you guys doing? Really good. How are you? I'm doing very well. Good. As usual, lately. So it's been, it's been a good month so far. I'm happy, especially to be back here. Yeah. We're so sweet every time we we met on Skype, like we are, well, like we genuinely miss each other. I mean, yes, yeah, we do. Well, yeah, it's not it's not an act. I have spoken to you for like a thousand hours in the last twenty four hours, Federica. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> don't you have don't you Secret have enough podcast. of me already? Um, not yet. Not yet. <laughs> That's good to know. Let's see if there's any technical difficulties on the prompt this week. If there are, then maybe I will have had enough. Well, if there are, it's probably your fault, Mike. Well, I wouldn't say that's necessarily fair. <laughs> we, we, so right now my local recording is one minute and 48 seconds in, and my Skype call is 24 minutes in, because we had some, what were you doing? You were initializing core audio or something terrifying? I, there wasn't necessarily technical difficulties as much as... I that's was, another podcast, but don't, don't talk about them. Okay. I was just trying to uh, display some of my hard work. To you guys, that was well, Mike. Mike was just using complex words to make us be quiet. You know, um, initializing core audio, whatever <laughs> that means, doesn't mean anything necessarily. <laughs> guys, course uh, composers running. Mm. <laughs> I'm saying things I barely mm, understand. Mm, technically, um, so yeah, I'm glad everybody's well. I'm glad we're back. I agree. I I enjoy our time together each week. We should do a. Um, we should do a second episode of the prompt every week, but not tell anybody what day it's going to come out on. So or the like, feed, or the website. Yeah, yeah. Just a, I mean, just basically, it's just a man call. What do we do? We should do the prompt and then therapy for the prompt. I feel like the prompt is therapeutic. Yeah, I maybe. come here. I come here with things in my mind. We share them, and then I just go lay in the tub for an hour and a half. Is that how you de-stress <laughs> from the show? Uh, I'm in the tub right now. Oh. Actually, no wonder the audio is so good. We we know that recording in the bathroom is a is a top <laughs> tip. <laughs> it's uh, that's true. That's that's very um, I mean, you know, some of the greatest records. A lot of the Beatles Beatles records were recorded in bathrooms. Is that I'm true? not sure. That, that's not really true. <laughs> is that true? You're in, not the, in the in the famous you, Abbey Road bathrooms. You guys aren't. You guys aren't British. You don't know. <laughs> Hello there. Hello, like you're mate. from the UK. He said British. It's, a, it's he's a, he's different. Australian. I thought you were Australian. Stephen, can you please uh, continue with the, the, the follow-up? Uh, leave Mike to his geography issues and continue with the follow-up. Follow-up. Uh, yes. Except there's a FedEx driver outside my house. Where are you going, buddy? <laughs> we'll see what happens there. Uh, follow-up. <laughs> uh we have received a lot of selfies and people (laughs) that's good news i guess people i mean pretty always coming to my house what am i getting guys oh wait why don't you bring him on the show yeah let me go get him we'll ask him about he's gonna ring the doorbell i always do about your day my doorbell was built in the 50s and it's it's basically a small child in a room and they poke the child and it screams Oh, that's horrible. Are you expecting some sort of package? I don't have have anything in the deliveries widget. I didn't ring the doorbell. So basically, I have a suspicious package on my front porch now. (laughs) So we've gotten a lot of selfies of people in the prompt t-shirts, and we have built a shrine to their honor. And you uh, you you should go check it out. Yeah, I built it. Brought to you by Squarespace. I mean, it's a pretty awesome webpage. Um, yeah, I'm looking at it right now, and I guess the good news is that people are smiling, except Mike. Yeah, Mike looks like he's... 
Mike is smile. Were, no, you look like Mona Lisa, Mike. Thank you. <laughs> That's Mike Mike. Lisa. Well, what I want to know is where are your guys' selfies? I, I don't have a mine. t-shirt. Thank I haven't you, worn guys. mine yet. You haven't worn it. I feel. I was talking to Mary about this. I feel weird wearing my own t-shirt because what if someone's like, "What's that shirt from?" I'd be like, "Oh, it's from my super famous podcast." Like, how often do people ask you where your shirts are from? I mean, literally every time I, I mean, the Fex Guide asked me just now. <laughs> Did he? No, I just, I just, I can't. I don't wear t-shirts during the week very much, and I just haven't gone to it yet. I'm I sorry, wear mine Mike. at home, like just when I'm at home. Like I yeah, have but, a pen addict t-shirt on right now. Of course you do. Mm-hmm. So Federico, yours is not there yet. No, that's no a shame. because uh, because I live in a third world country. They have <laughs> literally arrived in Australia. Yeah, I know. But yet they have not got to Italy yet. You gotta understand that the, the, the shipments to Italy when when I mean it takes a couple of days, right, to go all the way from the United States to Europe. Yep, and it takes half a day to get to somewhere in Europe to Milan. As soon as a package arrives in Italy, it takes like a week to get to my town for some <laughs> because reason. The, the government is hand checking everything. No, because I guess the, the 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 UPS guy just stops a lot to drink coffees, talks to people. I don't know what they yeah. do. They're just, just casual, you know, casually delivering, casually shipping packages and delivering. You know, just taking their time. I guess that's my interpretation. Well, there are a lot of uh, handsome men and women on this uh, web page. So thank you to everybody that has one bought a t-shirt. And if you have, uh, if you have keep, a t-shirt, I'll, you should yes. take a picture and you should tweet it at underscore the prompt. And uh, Stephen will add you to the shrine. Yes. I need some sort of workflow. Right now my workflow is copying and pasting. That but seems maybe, like a good workflow. Yeah, it's, 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 it's old school. You know, it's, it's, it's old fashioned. I'm doing it on my Apple 2GS. I, hope I don't, that I don't think I really we should. Want. I don't think, guys, we should call it a shrine because okay. uh, isn't that the, for dead people? I would say that it is. A, so instead of a shrine, let's say that it is a memorial. Uh, no, that's no. Not for dead people. <laughs> like a commemorative plaque. <laughs> <laughs> um, I hope. I genuinely hope that now it's like every single person that has a T-shirt sends us a picture. So then you have to do that like hundreds and hundreds of <laughs> that times. That page is going to be ridiculous. <laughs> it's like a book. It's like fa- it's like a Facebook. It's like a book it's like, of faces. Oh, that's it's a like great a, idea. It's like a prompt book. Prompt book. Like it's a uh, powered by prompt. prompt.photos. For sure. Is that still up? I haven't. I haven't like koala face. Koala, koala face. Timer koala facing. Um. So we have some follow up about airdrop. We spoke. When we were speaking about iOS 8, was that last week? It's always my favorite thing when our uh, show notes document includes Apple technical support documentation. (laughs) Yes, I always know it's going to be a good show when that happens. It's a Stephen has been reading. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Once, true story, I once played this game. It's like the third post on my site. Please don't find it because there's lots of terrible writing. I'm pretty sure nobody would think whatever you're about to say is a lie. Uh,. I tried with a friend of mine finding the oldest Apple K-Base article I could find. You can call it uh, K-Base. Yeah, knowledge base. K-Base! I'm sorry. Dropping the K-Base. I'm sorry. Well, I don't feel so bad now, but what I did. Um, Let me find... Let me just try to find this this article. September 20th, September 20th, 2008. Article 790. Um, was one, and then I found one. The oldest one I found was Article Number Three. Let me just—it's still up. I'll put it in the uh, show notes. Mike, where can people find the show notes? Five by five TV slash prompt slash forty eight. So, uh, article <laughs> help Article Number Three from Apple is um, oh, was it down? It might have been down since two thousand eight. Anyways, I ca- I block quoted some of it. The Apple Two and Apple Two E power supply is a switching power supply. It is designed to accept 107 to 135 volts from DC to 60 hertz. This is really boring. Can you just give me the link and then I'll put it in the show notes? I, this is no one, nobody except wow. you wants to hear this. Lots, Federico, like, please tell me that I'm correct. I didn't even understand. Is that English? <laughs> you know what, guys? Okay, yeah. so we have so we have follow up on AirDrop. We spoke about how it'd be really cool if OS 10 AirDrop and iOS AirDrop, you know. 
knew about each other. <laughs> um, and so the couple articles, it's important to note that OS X AirDrop uses ad hoc Wi-Fi. So we're in a coffee shop. We're not on the Wi-Fi network. I initiate AirDrop. It creates a little Wi-Fi network and basically beams it to you. It's very generally how it works. Except in, it never works. Really? I've got pretty good luck with it. Anyways. With AirDrop on iOS 7? Oh, no, I don't use iOS. Oh, it, oh. it never recognizes anybody anywhere, ever. So, that, yeah. I'm, getting, I'm getting there. So, OS 10 uses Wi-Fi. iOS uses Wi-Fi and Bluetooth, both. Um, and we had a, a listener named uh, Chris write in and talked a little bit about multi-peer connectivity framework, which is a, a framework in iOS 7. I did a, a little digging on this, not, not a ton, and I definitely don't pretend to understand it all. But basically, um, this multi-peer connectivity framework could be the basis for OS X AirDrop sort of changing and working more like iOS AirDrop is sort of the gist of this. Um, and he thinks that it would actually be relatively simple for Apple to unify AirDrop across the two OSs, which would be excellent. Do you agree? Yes. Good. I do want to see... Do you mean to read AirDrop. some more old knowledge base articles? Please no. No, thank you. Uh, but I do want to see AirDrop from OS X to iOS, especially for images, because I, I always want to like send a screenshot from, from my iPhone to my Mac, and I have to either upload Dropbox, uh, PhotoStream when it works, which is not most of the time, or I have to use Command C. Uh, I, I do want to use AirDrop instead, because it's easier, because I can open AirDrop from anywhere on my iPhone. And so, yeah, hopefully with iOS 8, less than a month. So, I'm excited, guys. Yes. Really. That's good. That's good. Yeah. It's good to be excited. Um, that's really all the follow-up. Pretty short this week. Oh, that, we, we done with the follow-up? That's yeah. all I have. People oh, are, what? it's mostly selfie-related, if you can believe it or not. Yeah, people so. have been busy taking selfies. Sounds, about, sounds about right. Sounds about yeah. right. So last week, um, we decided that we wanted to do a bit of follow-up uh, on Spotify and Beats. <laughs> we cursed We cursed. So everybody. we have found we another, another type of uh, company that we are looking to destroy. Um, it was once uh, photo sharing services and photo backup solution services. Now we have wiped out all of those. Um, we're going to move on to music streaming services. Yeah, why not, right? I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, why not? Makes the most sense. So I'm going to say a bunch of places, 9 to 5 Mac, um, Wall Street Journal reported uh, middle of last week. What what day are we going to say? Thursday? Yeah, it was after we recorded, either Thursday or, f- or Friday. I, <laughs> That's not helpful. <laughs> excellent. No, that was, thank you. Uh, that... <laughs> What, what, uh, what did let, I do let's to say you guys the, today? Why is everybody Let's angry? say the facts first. We have started a beef with Dr. Dre. Okay, that yeah, that is definitely the fact. Now you can tell the other rest of the story. That Apple is in uh, talks to acquire Beats Electronics for $3.2 billion and a deal could be announced next week. This was indeed published last Thursday. Um, the first place that I saw it was on 9to5 and then I saw um, this pop up in other places as everybody else did. I'm sure I don't think it was just me that noticed this um, in like the Wall Street Journal and places like that. So... As you can naturally assume, and you've probably definitely seen this, the internet went crazy, and here it's, we are now. And we act, we don't know anything more at this stage, except um, it looks extremely likely. There was the uh, the the article. I don't know if did you guys see the video of a drunk Dr. Yes. Dre saying that he was going to be the first billionaire in hip hop. Yeah. Did you from see that? the uh, West Coast? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we did. It was, that was, uh, that at least was awesome. I did. I know Steven too, I guess. Steven, did you watch it either? I, I did. It's, uh, it's, it's remarkably like most of my home videos growing up. Um, <laughs> no, it's, it's weird. And I, I, think, I think the fact that Apple hasn't come out and denied it like sort of confirms it. Uh, well, I, there's been no confirmation yet. 
because they say next week, but we are in the next week relative to the, well, to the well, rumor. Yeah, but what I'm saying is if it wasn't true, Apple would have squashed it, and they haven't. And I think their silence is telling. Do they squash these sort of things, though? This is, I mean, when's the last time something this big was rumored, though? Someone's going to have come out because it's affecting stock prices, surely. For somebody, yeah. you know. So well, Beats has... is privately owned. I don't know what uh, they, I don't know. I don't know what Apple's been doing. Let's see what Apple's. Apple this week has been up. Um, hmm. Generally, it's it's weird, and it's weird. I think for a couple of reasons, which I think we're gonna get into. But it's just it's just a big. I mean, it would be Apple's biggest acquisition, even in 2014 dollars. It's massively larger than the 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 next acquisition. How about before we get into any of the nitty gritty over whether they want headphones or streaming, what will they do with them? Why don't we talk about the weirdness of this all, of this whole thing? So, my sort of first question, I'm going to ask you, Federico, first this question: If this is true and Apple buys Beats, does Beats as a brand still exist? Well, I mean, isn't isn't the point of acquiring Beats to to, to keep the Beats brand? Because it, it would be like it would be like to acquire Ferrari and shut down Ferrari and just use the engine. But when have Apple ever? Let, please don't use FileMaker as an example. When have okay. Apple ever done this? Like they they buy small companies and then they just you know they take the they, they you know they just take up all the talent and they move them into engineering teams and they shut down the brands. It just no, it, it's it, that that's the strange part because you can only assume that Beats is a, is extremely popular with teenagers and, and just about in general they are popular not just in the US but also in Europe and really the, I see the Beats headphones anywhere and and it'd be strange to acquire Beats for all that money and to shut down the brand but it's also strange for Apple to keep a separate brand. And so, anyway, you look at the deal and the, the possible deal. It, it's strange, right? But I also want, I, I'm also wondering um, the, the next acquisition, acquisition Stephen. Uh, that was in 1996. Yeah, 97, I think. 97. So, if you're just for inflation, uh, how does the money translate from the millions to? You know, today's? I look, I looked that up the other day. It's beats would be bigger. Um, okay. The I think. Yeah. So, uh, Mike, uh, to answer your question, uh, it's really strange, but I guess it's also if we want to believe this rumor, and aside from the fact that everybody on the internet seems to know why Apple is buying Beats, really, if you Google why Apple buys Beats, you're gonna find all sorts of responses. So we can we can try, we can tr- we can be the, the like the the number two million of having an opinion on this but anyway um i i guess apple really believes in music that's the underlying message and then maybe itunes as we know it and the not just the the application on the mac but really the model of the the itunes store downloads and the, the front page that's a static content without personal recommendations and the fact that radio is a separate product maybe that's going away and I don't know. It's just strange for me, you know. So here's here's my my kind of question, right? So let's take the headphone brand away from this because the headphone brand, uh, it might be nice to have and keep around, but it kind of doesn't seem like a good enough reason to do this because Apple could just do it themselves, right? So it's not going to have the same cachet, so, but I mean they've done pretty well in the past with a branded headphone, so, right? So I to totally cut you off. Thanks. You're, well, you did it to me. We're even now. Uh, I mean, when this news broke, I was like, no way they're going to keep the headphones. But the more I think about it and the more I read about it, when I mean, it goes to your question, you asked Federico, I think they will keep the brand separate. I could see a world in which they keep the brand separate. And I see a world in which the headphones continue to exist because in the consumer electronics space, Beats has the cool factor that the iPod did in 2003. And... Apple has lost that cool factor in the young audiences. And, I mean, you go to a high school cam- or a college campus, like all you see are Beats headphones. Like it's crazy. But, th- but doesn't Beats become less cool by being yep. owned by Apple? Yes, it does. So um, there's like a, a, a feeling with the Beats model is not magnificent. 
the Beats model is they, as we spoke about this a few when we originally spoke about Beats music, they just got celebrities to endorse headphones. There is there would be absolutely nothing stopping Apple setting up a secondary brand and doing this part themselves. So that that's why I find like the they will probably keep the headphones around, but I don't see the headphones as being the reason to make the acquisition. So then I start to think about the streaming music service, right? If they wanted designers, developers for who could build a streaming service, it would have been cheaper to buy audio than to buy beats. And audio is, you know, in some ways, maybe a more mature product. Um, they have a bunch of things that are, are better. They have some things that are not so good. But none of, you know, Spotify audio and, and beats clearly is we me and Federico can't make a decision as to which one we want to stick with. They all have pros and cons. So I only see the benefit of buying Beats is for the music licenses or the connections that the two executives have with the music industry. So there's been like a... a some people say yes and some people say no as to whether those licenses are transferable. Um, my understanding is that the licenses were transferred from Mog to Beats. So it doesn't seem like it would be out of the way of impossible like impossibility. But also I guess having, you know, Drake's and is it Jimmy Levine Levine? How do you say his surname, Federico? Uh, I think it's uh Yavin. Yavin. Steven, what do you what you you're the American one here. I can't say anything. Okay, so Jim, Jimmy I will call him for, for the time being. That yeah. maybe they're powerful enough in the music industry, but I don't think it's about connections. Apple surely has connections. It's about the fact that the music industry shut them out from streaming, potentially, because of the dominance that iTunes has. So it's like, I feel like I'm... I see many reasons, but none of them seem to make enough sense to, I think, to buy yeah. Beats Audio. Or piece I, I, electronics or whatever. I mean, I think I think I think you're exactly right. Like any one piece of the pie, especially for the price point, doesn't make a lot of sense. But I think altogether, they get an electronics brand that's extremely popular in a segment of the market where Apple is struggling, or at least not struggling, at least not as cool as they once were. They get a music streaming service that kills iTunes Match, and you know potentially licenses and. Do not forget, like they get the the guys behind Beats are incredibly smart. We've talked a lot about that in the past, and if these guys are going to come on and be advisors to Apple or be Apple executives, that's a win on 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 that end as well. I think when you put all three together, you you can get a compelling case that this is something Apple should do. And it's it sounds like a lot of money, but you remember Apple has more money in the bank than just about anybody, and for them to make a strategic investment. And kind of hit three birds with one stone, like that's a that's a dead on Tim Cook move. Like, you know, I, I imagine like Tim Cook's house is like he, you know, has everything rigged where it's like as efficient as possible. And that's what this is. This is a a a, a move that kills three birds with one stone, or three point two billion stones. Mm. I don't know. It still seems weird. Like I can't visualize the scenario in which this became an option like at what point was it like hmm that's my beats do you mean it just seems it is so out of, I, I the reason that that everyone's going crazy about this is because it's so out of character like this is really strange like this is the biggest apple news this year right should we safe to say oh yeah Oh yeah, and yeah, because it's uh, Apple acquiring Beats, like it just doesn't make what, sense. What's strange for me, it's it's that it, it basically reminds me of Facebook buying Oculus or buying other companies for big money. It's it's a Facebook move from Apple. Yeah, that's what's it's like strange. A, it's like a what the hell acquisition. It's, yeah, because why can Apple? Why cannot the iTunes team or somebody else build their own music streaming service? Or why can Apple make headphones for teenagers so is it really necessary to buy beats i mean that's so strange to me not because beats doesn't have value because i do see the value just because it's it's strange for apple to spend all this money 
And then also the timing, there's a rumor, and then the, the following day, there's a video of a, of a drunk rapper with his friend. Uh, I don't know, everything yeah. is just so weird. And, and uh, it's like, I know that, you know that I don't have an issue with that, like I would probably do the same thing, but then that guy could potentially be an Apple executive, and that's not how Apple executives behave. Like, they're, no, because, they're because he's, a, he's, a, he's a star, right? Because he, yeah. he's, a, he's a already famous person yep. that's and i do not begrudge that at all he i'm pleased that he did that oh, that's no. exactly how i would live my life yeah in that man scenario. it's awesome <laughs> but that's how it's federico just, lives heads isn't wouldn't it just be really strange that now this guy is like i don't know svp of special projects in music i mean yeah. he probably has more music knowledge than eddie q i guess um, yeah can you so, imagine this guy answering to eddie q though like goofy, I can like, take I can, Im- I can imagine I can imagine Eddie Q answering to the guy. Yeah, that's why he'll become a special project. They'll both become special projects because that seems to be Tim Cook's. Also, the, the angle that that I didn't see um, as much in the in the in the articles is that Beats clearly knows how to make product for younger generations, and if Apple is getting into the you know the wearable iWatch uh, thing. They, they do want to appeal to younger people, right? Because uh, I remember the Tim Cook uh, quote from last year or two years ago, I cannot remember, when he said, uh, um, when I look at teenagers, I don't see you know people wearing glasses or watches. And I, I wear glasses because, uh, because I have to. And so if maybe Apple is making a wearable device and they want to, you know, they want teenagers to wear one. Maybe if that, if maybe that device... Is coming within the next twelve to twenty-four months, and this acquisition still doesn't make sense because it's too late. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It, see, it's strange. I, I can't help but wonder. I mean, if you think about Apple's leadership, it's a bunch of you know middle-aged white dudes. Like, there's just no way around it. But you look at Steve Jobs, and Jobs had a keen sense of what was cool. Again, middle-aged, like, white dad. You know, like, not who you would think would have his finger on that pulse. And I, I, if you believe critics or if you, you know, you can see a world in which Apple has lost that a little bit. I'm not saying that they've lost it completely, but I think they don't have, you know, they're, they're, like, the the iPhone 5C is, I think, a good example, right? Like, going to be cheaper, it's going to be, like, colors, and colors are super in, like, you know, it's springtime and like people are walking around in crazy colors and it's you know very bright and cheery and like apple tried to tap into that and they really 5c was sort of a round peg in a square hole it doesn't quite work and i can't help but think that they they look at that sort of idea and look at these guys as you know what these guys can help bring you know can help be that conduit to a, a vibrant part of society that we don't understand or have lost touch with. But and like then, that's weird. That's super weird because it's 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 not a product thing. Like it's that's just a a culture thing within Apple itself that maybe they're trying to write a little bit. But you don't need to spend three point two billion dollars to buy Dr. Yeah, Dre. Yeah, but it's like it's like to, thirteen to, days worth to understand, of understand yeah, but to understand what's cool, you just hire a bunch of fashion designers. Which they've done. Like, I mean, they, yeah. they've been hiring fashion people over the last year and a half. We, I mean, we, we spent forever, you know, talking about that, you know, a couple months ago. And so if you kind of smash this into like the wearable conversation, Apple's been hiring these types of people for a while. These people happen to come with a music streaming service and cool headphones that kids like. <laughs> yeah, this is the thing. Like, I think we have to try and make 20 reasons and then add all those reasons together to come up with one plausible reason. That is how math works. But that is a concern that that doesn't seem to be. You know, there may well be. We just haven't seen it yet because it hasn't. We haven't been told it, and maybe never will. Like the 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 clear reason as to why an acquisition of Beats for three billion dollars makes sense. Yeah, it's. I mean, I totally agree with you guys. This is. It's. That's why it's so interesting, is because it's so unusual. The money's unusual. The fact that it's very public, you know, Apple acquired the company. I always think of, obviously, besides Next, is PA Semi, which is the guys who basically end up making the A4, A5, A6, you know, the chips that power iOS devices. Yeah, but it, like if Apple, but, spent but like 25, that's not like sorry, but like that that was publicly known because Apple disclosed it. 
But like, this is a totally different ball game, and it's a. What's unique about it is Apple doesn't very often acquire a consumer facing company. You can't go out and like spend money on PASME's website. Like they're they make chips. It's a very different thing. But it's like if if Apple spent twenty billion on PASME, people wouldn't be like, "What is going on?" You'd be like, "Okay, that's how much it it costs to buy a company like that," and it makes sense. The reason yeah. the reason why the reason why this is different is that in 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 most cases Apple acquires technologies and and talent and people right they acquire a company that makes uh, chips or that makes uh, I don't know mapping applications or databases uh, that sort of stuff they acquire services or or you know hardware companies and, and in this case Beats Music for for as much as it's clever and they have a team of people curating content it doesn't have any revolutionary technology behind it it's really just some sort of recommendation system that uh, that i guess apple with all that money and employees could could, could build in, in a couple of months or years uh, if they're not capable of doing you know in a short period of time and also yeah, the, but- the, the, the headphones they don't have any anything revolutionary about it because most people don't like most uh People who care about professional audio don't don't like the way that Beats headphones sound, and and they don't have any particular magic be behind the way that, you know the, the way that they work. So it must be about the brand. And if you acquire the brand, you cannot shut down the brand. So it's and I, and I'm saying brand so many times. Uh, again, for me, it's about keeping the Beats name, whether it's for the, I mean maybe just for the headphones. Maybe the beats me. I don't know. It, it's so strange. I, I feel confused. I'm with Mike. It's it's strange and confusing, and there's a bunch of reasons, and it's difficult to come up with a single reason. Plus, it's still a rumor. So, yeah, but it feels like a feels. The longer Cupertino is silent, the the more it feels like it's true, and the more drunk rap stars you have. You know, the more it starts to feel true. I think I think we should be drunk all the time. <laughs> I quit drinking. That's going to be a problem. I'm the first so, billionaire from Britain. <laughs> um, so w- just straight up, let's talking about Beats Audio specifically the 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 app, Beats the music. the music the yeah the the music service itself. Do you guys think that if this is true that that will survive? Do you think it's going to get rolled into iTunes Match or does it just go away? Well, Apple bought iTunes before it became iTunes. That's very true. So, I think Beats, the uh, consumer electronics company, could stick around. I don't see Beats music sticking around. Do you think that technology gets wrapped and it's iTunes Radio 2.0? Yep. Because I think, I think so too. I don't see why um, they would want to continue selling a music subscription service with a different brand on it, like because it's not incredibly successful. It's not, like Beats Music is not as as successful a brand as Beats Electronics, like the headphones and stuff. It'll be interesting to see if if Beats keeps selling the headphones, but the music service goes away. And if Apple makes a new music service, if they do some kind of deal, like if you buy the headphones, you get six months for, of the service for free on iTunes. That would make sense. I think they should bring back the Sound Jam name. That's what iTunes was before. <laughs> that was, was much better than iTunes. I mean, yeah, Sound, Sound Jam. Sound Jam. Sound yeah. Jam. See, Sound Jam. Sound, I'm, just, I'm dancing. Sound Jam. Sound jam. <laughs> it feels very like 1995. You know, yeah. like everything was like jam or like plus... <laughs> I, I feel like I, I want to I want to listen to Sound Jam and watch Friends. You know the the, the TV show. Yeah, let's do it. You want to come yeah. over tonight? Yeah. Okay. Or are we gonna drink some Pepsi? <laughs> Sound Jam. Um, Grappa. So I look forward to having getting some new Beats headphones within the next eighteen with a, months with a built-in mic. Are you going to uh, do? You, do either of y'all own Beats headphones? Yep. I do. Are they yellow? No, they're white. Mm-mm. You know, part of the the thing that that comes to mind again, I'm not the first person to say this, but you know, for a long time, like the white earbuds on the subway, like that was a fashion statement, and it was a statement about that you spent money and cared about music. 
And I can't help but think that Apple sort of misses that. Now it's a cheap statement because you don't have to, the money to buy real headphones, buy real, I mean, Beats for people. Yep. Yeah. I just hope that if Apple buys Beats, they create um, really, really good podcast listening headphones. That's all I really hope like for. Like just tune for vocal, like just tune for the spoken word? Yep, purely tune for, for your yeah. voice. Beats by Mike. Yep. Oh, that should that should happen. I could do that. Or beats, by do that. beats by Dr. Mike- Drang. Yeah, <laughs> beats by Drang. Beats, beats by Drang. Um, <laughs> I tell you, what I was gonna say, you know, it, it, and like, I mean, hats off to Beats, and we, and we, uh, you know, they took, you know, before Beats having on ear or over ear headphones, like what the three of us are wearing now to record this, it was something that you only saw in studios, people recording audio, maybe like high end audio nerds, but just in their homes or offices, like. Very rarely did you see a guy walking his dog wearing like Sennheiser HD 280s. You know, if he did, people were like, that dude's a weirdo. But Beats took that, what was dorky, and made it cool. Like, it is cool to wear on ear, over ear headphones out and about because of the Beats brand. So, hats off to him that they were able to do that. Um, and I can't help but think that, that, you know that sort of. I mean that they have capital there that that really only Apple has ever enjoyed, and a little pang of jealousy ran through Phil Schiller's heart. I think. Oh, poor Phil. Poor Phil. I mean, I guess if we're gonna see Dre on stage at an Apple keynote, it'll be much better than the latest keynotes from the company. They've been kind of boring, right? Except what for- about the remote control car guys? That was pretty terrible. Uh, Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, and just uh, I'm gonna save Craig Federighi because he's awesome. Federighi saves everything. But really, the the, the Apple keynotes are kind of boring now. What right? about when Phil Schiller was talking about his butt? His... <laughs> no. What about when Phil Schiller said the Black Knight? <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> uh, will you find Will you find that clip? That's that's pretty great. So if you're a fan of The Black Knight, as I am, you can watch the entire trilogy on one charge. If you're a Closet Batman fan, you don't have to hide it. Yeah, so I think that's, I mean, obviously I think Beats is going to be a topic in the future. I feel like right now it's weird. We don't understand what's happening. There's lots of questions, but time will tell. I think that Mike wants to talk about something awesome now. Some friends of ours. I would love to. Federico, I would love to. So thank you for giving me this time to talk about our friends at Smile. They have PDF Pan Scan Plus. PDF Pan Scan Plus is an app which offers scanning and OCR from your iPhone and iPad, and it has recently been updated to increase its incredible usability. With PDF Pan Scan Plus, you're able to scan directly from your iPhone or iPad camera. They now have batch scanning, which is super speedy and will post-process all of your images with their really cool OCR stuff, so you can, like, scan a bunch of things really quickly and it will keep doing it all in the background for you. They have uh, scan cropping, which is really fast and really precise. After the OCR process is run, so after you've taken a picture of maybe a contract or, I don't know, maybe you have written some music lyrics and you want to get those OCR'd so you can send them to Federico so he can compose it for his new band album. That's probably something that would really happen. Um, (laughs) You can... Uh, after the OCR is done, you can preview the results and then you can copy the text for use elsewhere, like to email them directly to Federico. And you can also share your scanned PDF with the embedded OCR text by email to your fa- or to your favorite cloud service so I can sync them to Dropbox so Stephen is able to compose the dubstep music that would be required for Federico to sing over the top of. PDF Pen Scan Plus is a universal app. It works on both your iPhone and your iPad. And it's available now on the App Store. But let me summarize and give a couple of extra few details about PDF Pen Scan Plus 1.3, which was released last month. It includes an improved user interface and improved usability. 
You have effortless multi-page scans with post-process image editing. They've added receipt and custom paper sizes. So for their cropping stuff, you can say, oh, this is a receipt. So it will crop it automatically to be a receipt. That makes things a lot easier to grab just the text that's on the page. You can preview your OCR text as a page overlay. Their new scan cropping features improve precision and increase their ease of use. And they have improved their incredible OCR accuracy and their OCR text layout. But don't just take my word for it. I'm going to include a couple of links in the show notes to some uh, some of your favorite websites on the internet, like iMore and AppAdvice, who have recently um, read and reviewed and all of that cool stuff. Oh, the uh, PDF Pens Camp Plus, they have reviewed, is what I'm trying to say, the 1.3 update. I knew I'd get there in the end. PDF Pen Scan Plus 1.3 has also been featured as one of the App Store's best new business apps. So go to smilesoftware.com slash prompt and you're going to find out everything you need about PDF Pen Scan Plus. Thank you so much to Smile for their support of The Prompt, the world's greatest podcast and all of 5x5. Hey guys. Hey Mike. Stephen, what's next? I don't know if you guys have heard about the iPad. Some people try to do real work on it. Sorry, the what? It's like a tablet, but it doesn't run OS ten, so it's not a real computer. Does it have a stylus? Um, yes, one for each. You have like five on each hand. Okay, Intel inside. Yes, with a okay. fan and Norton antivirus. Ooh, does it come with a free copy of Norton? Well, it's free for 30 days, and then you have to give them your credit card number, your social security number, your blood type, and your first child. Stephen, I am interested. Please tell me more about this iPad. You can email me at Casey at CaseyList.com. <laughs> also. That actually might be his real email address. Let's Sorry, find Casey. out. Yeah. And um, so you need to send a selfie to Casey, and then he will fax you the paperwork to buy the iPad. Yeah, Casey at CaseyList.com is correct. <laughs> Oh, God. So, really, uh, <laughs> so we talked to forever, for, I mean, like one of the earliest episodes of the prompt about the idea of having more than one app on an iPad screen at once. And it's rumored that that could be coming in iOS 8. Very similar to what uh, Microsoft, Microsoft does on the Surface, actually, with any Windows 8 device where you can snap like two apps side by side so you can have a word document on the left side and a twitter client on the right side or whatever it may be and uh mark german has uh, an article up saying that that is coming potentially coming to the ipad this summer can i just say quickly like nine to five dead like the information that mark german's getting is pretty insane right now it's insane yeah that's all that's all i have to say and so, I don't know what you guys think about this. Mainly, you know, we've talked about, like, the UX problems. Like, you know, where's my keyboard? I don't know what app I'm going to be typing into. But, like, all that's been solved on OS ten before. Like, I know that right now if I type, it's going to go into our document in Chrome and not into an instant message because I'm in Chrome. And maybe Apple can make that clear in iOS of what app is, is actually in focus. I but, like how you say, what do you guys think of this when... We may as well just address Federico and ask him his opinions. Federico, what you thinking? Well, I mean, again... I don't really have many thoughts on this. (laughs) Who cares about the iPad? (laughs) The iPad's not for real. It's all about the big phones, man. Everybody wants a big phone today. I do. Um, Yeah, because you're a strange person. Um, You wait. You just wait. uh, I'm here. I'm waiting. So what do you guys think? Um, If it's true... I hope that that it's a that it's a case of Apple doing like copy and paste. Uh, they waited many years and they want to get it right, and not like Notification Center, which launched to be like a bad copy of the Android system Shh. for notifications. Look, I'm just saying the truth, right? Uh, everybody no, no, knows it's that. Terrible. And uh, I mean, I have my my my. I'm I'm worried when I, when I think about like a windowing system coming to an iPad coming to iOS because one of the greatest features about the iPad is that when you're looking at the screen you know what you're doing and you know you have a sense of place right because if you're into an app you can just click the home button and you know what, what's going to happen hopefully if the system doesn't crash 
so <laughs> unless that happens, if you're Clean on the back. home screen, yeah. Uh, if you're on the home screen, you know what's gonna happen. If you're into an app, you know you can close the app. So, what what's what happens when you have two apps on the screen? And like you said, Stephen, when I want to open the keyboard, when how do I know where, where the keyboard starts? You know, writing and typing letters on the screen. There, there's all sorts of issues with with uh, with with trying to display two applications on the screen at the same time. And aside from a technical implementation, right, so the APIs and how developers can take advantage of two apps at the same time, can you support drag and drop or drag and drop for just text or also text and images? Does it, if you drag text from the browser into pages document, does the text keep the formatting? Uh, so, you know, there's all sorts of problems when you think about these sorts of possible implementations on an iPad. Also, does it work on the iPad Air, only on the, or the iPad mini? I'm skeptical about this, seriously, because, again, I, I would like to see better communication between apps without complication. Now, is that impossible? Maybe. So, was the solution multitasking with, you know, split screen all along? Could be. Could be. I don't know. Yeah, and the, the bit, I really, I'm really want to talk about the bit about iPad Air versus iPad Mini, but there I put I put in the, in the document. There's a, a link over on the next web. There's a, a jailbreak uh, tweet called OS Experience, which um, is insane. Like it basically gives uh, the iPad basically windowed applications, and you can move them around and snap them side by side. Um, so if you're a crazy person and want a jailbreak, you can just do this and try it out now. When your iPad explodes, it's definitely Mike's fault. But like, it's it's clear that people are thinking about this, and I don't think just because of the Surface, like OS Mac OS and OS ten has always had that windowed environment. But the interesting thing about this story is that this rumor includes a a nugget that this would be iPad Air only, and maybe even only in landscape mode on the iPad Air with. Apple's eye cut towards a future larger tablet. That would be really interesting if Apple were to split the iPad lineup based on a software feature. It's something that they have not done before. It would be talking about Beats, uh, a new era of things to think about. Landscape mode, not an issue. iPad Air, problem. problem. (laughs) Yeah, that's a huge problem because I... I mean, I, like Federico, I'm sure, would be very, very angry if my iPad mini is now a stupid second class citizen, like in, in, in a way, like it's basically, oh, the iPad Air, no, that's the real iPad. Don't, don't worry about the fact that we made the decision, such an easy decision for you by eliminating all differences except screen size. Oh, but now there's (laughs) a massive reason. (laughs) It's it's very interesting. You think about the Mac line, a MacBook Air can run all the same software a Mac Pro can, with very very few exceptions. But OS ten is the same on both of them. On the iPhone, you see iOS get fragmented as you go older on devices. So the iPhone four S had Siri, the iPhone four did not. The iPhone five, you know, does things the iPhone four S doesn't. But that's that's a little bit different. That's iOS responding to aging devices. This would be two iPads sold at the same time. One can do this and one cannot. And if this is true, this is a this is maybe perhaps the biggest shift we would see, have seen in iOS's history. This would be bigger than iOS 7's interface being changed. Two apps at a time is revolutionary to the iOS space. And to ha- say you have to buy the big one and you have to use it on its side to be part of that revolution, doesn't make a lot of sense. And I know Apple wants the usability to be right, and they they really care about the experience, but cutting off iPad mini owners is crazy talk. Yeah, I mean, it's not like I'm against the idea. It's just that if Apple is doing this, it benefits everybody. If done well, I, I really want this to be done well, not to be like a feature that they started working on this for like the past couple of months and they're rushing the feature and... Dr. Like, Dre's working on it. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, I mean, I, I really want I really want this to be to be. If, if the experience is different, right? So if it's like, let's let's imagine, like like uh, on the surface, right? So you have the app will, will will format itself differently depending on how much of the screen you give it. So if you want to put it in just just sort of a one alongside one edge, it will look like the phone. If you want to split the two two apps in half, they look more like just a smaller version of the application. If, for example, there are multiple states that these apps can move into because of you know the the way that the tools are given, so like oh it can be small, really thin like the iPhone size, or it can be half of an iPad size or whatever. If they had multiple sizes and being like oh and on the iPad Mini it looks like this. And then, you know, so do you get what I mean? So, like, on the iPad Air, you'll get more on the screen. On the iPad Mini, you get less on the screen. Which I mean, would also be a fundamental shift. But it would in... still be giving the feature to everyone. And they may be yeah. able to say, look, this works, perf- they say, this works perfectly fine on the iPad Mini, but it's an even greater experience on the iPad Air. I'd be cool with that because it'd be like, well, my decision's still going to remain, remain. I like the iPad Mini form factor. My only, the only way I could see this, like, is if they introduced a brand new iPad and it was the only one that ran this, right? A bigger, yeah, assumingly bigger, because then it would be like, right, okay, you're not taking a product that I've got, you know, that I bought at a certain time along with another one, and then you're advancing that one. When from a technical perspective, they have the same internal, so they should they should be able to run it. It should be able to run it from a hardware perspective and if it doesn't work from a usability perspective even make it work or don't do it so i feel i guess if we, if we're going to see this uh we can expect uh some demos for like pages and safari mail and safari and what else twitter and what is it that people want to use with Twitter? like Facebook. <laughs> i was gonna <laughs> i was gonna say netflix but yeah, there'll be a game as well. A game? You want to do multiple things while you're playing a game? Yeah. Mike, Mike's playing a game right now. Do you know what I actually am? Oh, yeah, I'm so, playing my app pick. Yeah, I think. Spoiler alert: We're doing app picks this week, everybody. Um, oh, surprise! So yeah, the, the so weekly was, picks that actually happened two weeks in a row. So this was the 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 rumor episode of the prompt. It's all rumors except the selfies. With the people, those are real. It's the time of year when the rumors become actually really interesting, as yeah. opposed to there's a maybe potentially an iPhone six case design in the future. <laughs> now yeah. it's like in a couple of weeks. Yep, we're gonna yeah. know if all of this is correct or not. Um, I don't know, Stephen. What do you think? Just what do you, do you think? At one, this will happen, or two, if they'll split the product line. Like hope, genuinely, what do you think? I don't know if it will happen. I hope they don't split the product line, but. I think it would be a helpful addition to iOS. You know, I I was telling you guys earlier, I just bought the Logitech Ultra Thin iPad Air keyboard case. Like, it's great. My iPad's sitting in it right now. Um, Because the I'm faster on a hardware keyboard on than the tablet one. But, like, it, when thinking about the way that I write, for instance, which would be my big use case on the iPad, I like lots of other people, you know, I will have like 17 Safari windows open all with 30 tabs of ancient Apple knowledge base articles. And I'm bouncing around that stuff, going into my markdown document, going out to the web, going to YouTube, pulling all this stuff together. And on the iPad, that's just slower because I'm in and out of apps. Um, I'm, it's not as fluid and as fast as it is on OS 10. And I think this could help that. I think it definitely would. And so I'm I'm cautiously optimistic that we would see it. But to agree with Federico, the execution has to be just right for this to be something that A, that Apple would do, and B, that, that users and developers would embrace. Like I'm sure this would come with some development cost. So I don't know. Uh, I think if we see this this summer with iOS 8, you know, assumedly iOS 8 will be less... Uh, you know, we were assuming less visual changes than iOS 7, but this is a visual change, you know, from uh, the way the system works. I don't think it's that big of a change. Apps are already running in the background, more or less. So I don't know. Uh, I give it a cautious thumbs up, but I, I definitely worry about what what it would, what the backlash would be if Apple cuts iPad mini users out of this. Here's I a question. 
I also I also give it a, ca- a cautious thumbs up and I'm making a promise if it's if this is going to be an iPad Air exclusive I'm going to buy an iPad Air and see and see what I'm going to do with the mini because I if it's done well and if it's an exclusive to the larger iPad I want to try it for sure and yeah we will see I'm super skeptical especially maybe I was like burned by last year's problems mm-hmm. with iOS 7 so everybody was yeah so I'm kind of you know nervous about Apple doing big things with iOS at this point uh, but maybe they had a year to come up with fixes and you know Maverick style uh, updates we'll see so I have I have one question okay the there's been a lot of discussion recently and about uh, iPad development and if you know we, we've we've brought it up, there you know is the iPad a viable platform? Are people using it? Are, you know, what are developers doing? And you know there are far too many applications on my iPad that have not received an iOS seven redesign mm-hmm. that I use quite a lot, and I assume were profitable applications and have been profitable applications because they're popular. Um, so they, Stephen, a moment ago you mentioned development cost. Many developers have not updated their iOS 7 apps, like their apps for iOS 7. Are they mm-hmm. going to go and do something like this if they've not even done that yet? I mean, my guess is that, well, that if you develop against the iOS 7 or iOS 8 SDK, your app sort of does this to a degree, and maybe you just have to go in and finesse it. Again, not a developer. But I would imagine that if you're still linking against iOS 6, then you know maybe you don't get this. Maybe your app will just refuse to go into this sort of mode. And maybe Apple could use that to leverage those developers to update to iOS 7. So I, I don't know. Like Either way, I think iPad development, that question is still valid. Just a kind of a matter of, does Apple use this as an opportunity to address it or not? For me, the strangest part would be for apps or games that support multi-touch with uh, like gestures that have a... And I'm thinking about games now. Uh, like if you have to use five or six fingers, w- what if you're keeping two apps of this kind on the screen? Just how many fingers can you can you use at the same time? And how can you like divide the, 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 the portion of the screen when you can... I, I don't know, guys. It's just... It's, it's a... It will be such a deep uh, reimagination of the way the iOS works that I cannot. Uh, I should work for for for. I mean, only people that know that work at Apple know can know this stuff because it's so. I mean, wh- when notifications uh, didn't have a notification center on iOS, you could somehow imagine how Apple could do this stuff. But for something like this, it's seriously hard to imagine it because everything that Apple has done with the iPhone and and with the iPad has revolved around the idea of keeping one app at a time on the screen. Now, two apps, it's fundamentally different and it's difficult to imagine. And yeah, I have complicated thoughts on the subject. (laughs) That's, That's what podcasting with Mike taught me complicated uh, thoughts complicated thoughts and just too many questions you turned me into into i used to be i used to be a guy who was sure about life and stuff mm-hmm. and now i'm always questioning the world around me i'm pleased i had that effect on you thank you yeah picks <laughs> weekly picks Federico, why don't you kick off? Sure. Um, That's not very nice. <laughs> my weekly pick is, uh, is the new iThoughts, <laughs> again, uh, for... Um, <laughs> How many times have you, have you picked iThoughts now? No, because I was saying I have complicated thoughts, and now I pick uh, iThoughts. Yeah, mm. yeah, see? I'm amazing, I know. Um, <laughs> uh, I thought so, yeah, they have a I feel new like version. You just read later down in a document, and then the word thoughts 
came into your mind. Probably. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Uh, the new iThoughts uh, is, a, is a new version for iOS 7. So it's got a new interface and also support for a bunch of new features. So iThoughts is a mind mapping application for power users. It can let you not just create mind maps, it can also attach um, topics for research purposes to open a web browser in a, in a single node in, in, a, in, a, in a map. It's got a support for attachments, icons. Uh, you can customize the colors of the branches and, uh, as I said, the nodes. And in this new version, there's also support for rich text. So you can include formatting in your, in your maps. There's support for keyboard shortcuts on the iPad. And... And also the iPhone, I guess, if you want to use the iPhone with the keyboard, that'd be weird, but, you know, I don't judge. And if you want, you can, this is the big feature of the new version, you can import text as Markdown, and the app will automatically turn the Markdown text into a map. And then if you want to export in Markdown, you can. So this is a feature that was available in iThoughts X for, uh, for the Mac. Uh, I don't think it's iThoughts 10 because it was the first version. So I'm going to say it's iThoughts 10 for the Mac. Oh, no, um, that doesn't matter. Yeah, I know. Apparently. Uh, yeah. It's so, always, always 10. So, yeah, now the new iOS version has got a new interface, a bunch of new features, and especially the new markdown mode, which is super handy if you want to, like, take a bunch of notes in a tutorial or another text editor and then send it off to iThoughts to uh, visualize a, a mind map. And uh, yeah, it's on sale, the app, because it's, uh, they want to allow uh, old customers to transition to the new uh, version easily. And uh, in the show notes, there's a link to the, to, the, to the website and also to a post by our friend David Sparks. I still have to really use the app. I only use it for a couple of days. Uh, I do want to research some longer articles that I'm working on into iThoughts. And, but yeah, it's it's sweet. It's a nice update. I'm still waiting for a feature to pick a default team because right now you can't. But overall, solid update. That's my pick. Thank you, Federico. You're welcome, Mike. Steven? My pick is also a recently updated app uh, called Screens, which is a... It's, it's both for Mac... And iOS, uh, I'm choosing the, the Mac app specifically as my pick. But it's a, a VNC client for the Mac, so you can remote control a you know a computer on your network. So my use case is our Mac Mini server at work. I can I can open screens, I can log into it, and I can uh, control it like I'm sitting there. Now there's lots of apps that do this. Uh, Apple, of course, has Apple Remote Desktop, which if you're a true Mac system admin like I used to be. It's actually really powerful and has a lot of great stuff. Screens is, is lower power than that, but I think easier to use and has some really nice features. So you can go in there and it will sync your favorites with uh, with iCloud. Uh, they have, um, I believe with iCloud, they have uh, Screens Connect, which is uh, sort of a way you can set up screens on your Mac and control it when you're away. So a lot of just really nice, uh, really nice features, and it's really easy to use, uh, which I think is really key for this. Um, so Screens Three has been out for maybe a, a week or two now. I've been using it, upgraded uh, when it came out, and it's it, it, even if you need to just control a Mac, you know, from across the house or that's behind a TV or something, can be a really easy way to do it. Good stuff. Um, this week I have a game that I want to talk about called Fifteen Coins. Mike, this is not directional. I still want to talk about it. Okay. What's directional? <laughs> sure. It's Europe's greatest podcast. Mm. 15 Coins is a, a very difficult iOS game. Um, it's of that sort of ilk. It's a, the, a, a difficult game. Um, what would we call these? Do we have an, a term for these sorts of games, Federico? It's that are uh, just really hard to play. Yes, there's a, there's a name. Uh, go on and, and I'll find it. Thank you. Um, so... Basically, in this game, um, you start off life as a little wedge, like a little triangle wedge, and you go up and down the screen. Um, you can move left and right, you know, to, to sort of navigate the the iPhone screen. But as you move, uh, ghosts of your 
uh, movement will start to appear behind you and they a new one appears on screen every second and they last on screen for an increasing period of time until they disappear. So they, they trail behind your position. Mike, the name is Masocore from Masochism and Hardcore. Masocore, are, that's yes, pretty sweet. G- games that are intended to be frustrating. This one is one of them. And basically, you have to move around the uh, iPhone screen, around the game area, collecting circular discs, coins, basically. And you have to collect 15 of them to complete the level. Um, I've yet to complete a level. Because the longer you play, the more and more and more wedges appear on the screen, and they're basically just following your position. So it basically pretty much becomes impossible to move around the screen. You have to do some really, really fancy maneuvering. And sometimes you can pick up these power-ups that freeze all of the wedges on the screen so you can start to destroy some of them. However, this power-up only works for like a couple of seconds. So you can pretty much only knock down one and then you're automatically in the path of a, a, a ghost wedge as it is reinvigorated and then smashes you into pieces. Um, it's like a cross between Pac-Man and Snake. Hmm. Hmm. Sounds cool. I it saw cool. I saw was uh, tweeting about this game. Was it, it was um, Anibio. Yes, because he was on a plane and he was looking for yep. games. Yeah. Yeah, I saw the tweets. That was how I saw it. So that is 15 coins. <laughs> that is it for this week's episode of The Prompt. Gentlemen, thank you so much for being here as always today. If you'd like to catch the show notes, they're so happy to be here. So, so happy. glad. If you'd like to catch the show notes for today's episode, go to 5x5.tv slash prompt slash 48 or go to prom.pt slash 48 or any of the other URLs slash 48. If you'd like to follow us on Twitter, we are at underscore the prompt. Um, send in your follow-up there or you can send us an email by clicking the contact button on the show notes page on the 5 x 5 website i am on twitter i am i mike i am yke steven is on app.net he is at ismh and federico <laughs> is on twitter he is at vitici v-i-t-i-c-c-i steven writes at 512pixels.net and federico writes at maxstories.net i want to thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of the prompt until next time goodbye adios